this is Howard Scrumwell, and I'm talking to you from the training camps of Agile Framework Fight Night. Here, there are teams from Safe, Less, Fast, Agile, and Dad working out preparing for the upcoming fight. We are on site at Team Less Training Camp. Let's check in and see how William Rowdy Rowden is training his team. Uh, uh hi there. If you're looking for the less people, well, uh, they, uh, they finished their work and moved on. Never mind all the empty space. We're, uh, we're doing some remodeling. I can see by the look on your face that you expected more. Well, we had more. In fact, we had a lot more. We had offices for management over there and there. And we installed that balcony above for managers to watch the, the other managers. Things were incredibly efficient here. We had a lot of people a lot of very important people. It was a very grand arrangement. The org chart was such a thing of beauty. It had all of these wonderful links of reporting and sub-departments and sub-departments for sub-departments. Oh, so wonderful. It told a story of managers very busy with small, agile teams. You wouldn't believe the dependencies we had. They were just mighty and awesome. People would come from far and wide just for a chance to work with such dependencies and the coordinators needed for such dependencies and the managers to manage the coordinators. And of the escalations, oh, you have never seen such escalations and the, the amount of effort that was needed to, to handle the mobs of angry managers with dependencies who were always escalating. Oh, it was a system of just beauty. There were so many meeting rooms needed for those escalation meetings and there weren't enough and people would just suffer with them. So we made plans, yes, plans to add a whole new wing. A whole new wing just to have meetings about escalations and dependencies. It was just gonna be grand. And the architecture drawings were just immense, a cathedral to, 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 uh, it's all gone now. We brought in the less consultant. And, well, she made us reform our teams. And you know, that totally trashed our plan expansion. The dependencies and escalations were, well, they were less. So then the management and coordinators were, well, less. Management loved that consultant, now less. But the stockholders were happier. And the teams, well, you know, they seemed like a bunch of angry crybabies, but they became happy when their efforts were connected to products purchased by customers. Well, you know, who would have thought? Say, 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 gentlemen, tonight, the main event, let's get ready to scale agile. Come on, Dad. Let's go get him, Dad. Come on, Dad. You've been working really hard. You've been working out every day. 
You're so disciplined, Dad. Let's go, Dad. Go in the ring. Get him, Dad. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. You get in there and you beat him to a pulp, Mom. And the question comes from Linda Merrick. And the question is, how does your framework ensure alignment with business priorities? Think about that. Who wants to go? So in SAFE, we have um, a portfolio Kanban, um, and that's made up of your ethics and enablers that tie back to your strategy um, or initiatives or whatever your big business wants to, to call it. Um, that then goes down and aligns with your program or solution backlog, and then that goes down to your team backlog. So um, then on top of that, um, what we do is our PI events, and during the PI events, um, we PI come, is... P, I'm sorry, program increment. Thank you for that. Um, what we do during these PI events or program increment is we get entire groups of people who deliver one specific value together, um, and we then assign business objectives. Um, and those business objectives are then repeated um, as goals um, to ensure that there's alignment between what the objective the business um, said was and what the technology teams thought they heard, right? So you have that correlation and then you have business owners who then assign the value to what those goals would give the, to them. And that's kind of how we align our priorities. Okay. So uh, I'll go next, and um, I'm going to suggest a drinking game because I think we're having way more fun than you are. So I'm going to give you a keyword for each of us, and when each of us says that keyword, you need to take a drink. Okay? So when Safe says program, that's when you take a drink. When Fast says everyone, you take a drink. When Dad says guidelines, you take a drink. And when Two drinks. Uh, 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 uh. And when I say product, take a drink. All right. So in less, <laughs> we have a single product owner. Here's your cue. Um, and so uh, the opportunity then for the business to stay in alignment with what the teams are doing is high. If that, um, if the business had to make sure that they were in communication with, uh, you know, a dozen different product owners, then um, maybe there would uh, be harder to stay in alignment with the various lists of works that are happening. Um, but because we have said, this product needs one person prioritizing above it uh, or, or over it, uh, we have a clear line of sight between the business priorities and the priorities that the teams are executing on. So unless, what do we do with our programs? What do we do with our programs? Yes, my company has lots of programs, and if I do less, what do I do with them? That's a good question. I mean, they're an enhancement to the product, or they're not, right? I mean, you don't need to have them as a separate entity, which I think is one of the differences that I'm hearing here, and the reason I suggest that the safe word is program. <laughs> good. Was that a clear enough answer? So the product can grow, oh, yeah, okay, yep. <laughs> All right, so I'll answer that question. How does your framework ensure alignment with business priorities? Well, so I've talked about the release map and this marketplace event, right? Um, and I think 
those are some things already that create alignment with the business strategy and the product needs. Um, I'll take it from the point of view of roles because we haven't really talked about roles yet. So um, FAST has uh, six roles, as I've said. Uh, two of these are very hyper-focused on getting that alignment right, uh, with a third optional one that is also focused on getting the alignment correct. Um, we have the product director, whose job it is is to maintain that release map and to maintain all those conversations that need to happen and create the prioritization and guide the developers that, that yes, they are doing things that are valuable to us. We, of course, have the stakeholders. These are people who care about what is getting built and maybe are paying for what's being built, right? And they're invited to be at each of these two two-day iterations at the beginning and marketplace event so that they can be there to continue to guide the alignment of what's being created. The third option, well, it's listed in the, in the Fast Agile documents as the sixth optional role, but it's the third one focused on this product alignment and business alignment, and it's called a feature steward. In other words, you might have a stakeholder that is really excited or anxious or whatever about a particular feature that needs to be built over a couple of iterations or maybe 10 iterations, and maybe that person wants to help the product director by focusing in on that feature and following it through all the iterations of as, as it's built. Um, so that would be the feature steward. These are the three groups or roles that focus on this alignment. Um, just to mention, the other three roles are, of course, developers. Developers include anybody doing the work, not just people writing code, um, just to emphasize that. Um, there's a swarm steward. So when you're in the marketplace event and somebody on one team says, I want to build this, who wants to come help me? That person has just volunteered to lead the swarm of people that are gonna build that story for the next two days. Okay, so they're a swarm steward. Well, next iteration, they might not be a swarm steward because maybe they're not the ones who step forward. And then the last role is, the, is what is called a tribe resource. Now, I have this like hackles come up when I say the word resource, when I'm referring to people. Um, it's, it's specifically named this way, according to Ron, I asked him about this, it's specifically named this way to remind us that these people are not members of the tribe, but they might be people that need to come visit or support the tribe from time to time. Maybe a tribe doesn't have that much DBA work, but every once in a while they need a DBA. So that person would be a tribe resource that joins for one iteration to get something done to further the work in that iteration. So the roles help us keep us focused on these uh, business priorities. Well, that discipline agile have uh, basically a, one of the goals is to how we address the stakeholder needs, right? And the reality check is that we can come back and say, hey, we have a single product owner that do this, that, and will help us with the priority. Well, in reality, we have multiple verticals. Each of the vertical have stakeholders, including IT. Okay, so one of the things that we do and the process allow us to do is to come back and say, depending on this, do I have a representative of the stakeholders during the prioritization or I just have one single product owner doing that? So we have active stakeholders that come in place because your priority is number one, his priority is number one, and so on. That never happens, right? That never happens. No. So I need active participation. So depending on the context is what I need to achieve. Because 
we have a business need, but I have to implement an infrastructure in order to provide the systems to basically achieve the business goal. Guess what? That is part of uh, the changing needs, but IT become also the same stakeholder in the table. So the context defined that change and how we work it up. So real quick, yeah, sorry. sorry, I want to address, so I don't remember which one of you said that, you know, SAFE has a bunch of product owners. Um, we do have something called a PO Sync, where the product owners then come together. Um, we also have a product manager who manages that event. Um, and that product manager works very closely with the business owner to align on what the priorities are. So that's, that's how we account for the multiple product owners. Agile Grande teaches you systems thinking through dramatic storytelling, such as Carter takes a job to improve a logistics company's adaptability, but efforts to scale agile practices are being blocked by Mr. Chernesky, a vice president who's organized the company into siloed pigeonholes in order to secretly make millions with a dark web shipping service. Carter's life is in danger, he goes underground, and a spy agency hunts for him. When Carter uses systems thinking, systems modeling, and organizational change to save his company and his life, you get to learn how to apply that to your organization as well. Get your free copy of Agile Grande at leanpub.com. Next episode, we take questions from the live audience at Zonar Systems in downtown Seattle. This event occurred during Seattle's Scaled Agile community. You can find this community in meetup.com.